welcome to Land Life, a podcast for North Coast landholders by North Coast Local Land Services. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which we live, work and play. From Bunjalung, Gitabal and Gumbangia country in the north, to Yagal, Dungadi and Biripai country in the south, we pay respects to the people and elders, past, present and emerging, across all the countries on which we work, and extend that respect to Aboriginal people listening to this podcast. As a New South Wales government agency, North Coast Local Land Services has a wide remit. We cross over the four pillars of landscape management, biosecurity, emergency management and primary production, and we don't do it on our own. Partnerships are key to the delivery of high-quality outcomes in such a diverse portfolio. One of our most long-standing partnerships is with the North Coast Regional Land Care Network, representing hundreds of member groups and networks across the North Coast. The most northerly member network is Tweed Landcare, which is supported by Landcare Coordinator Amalia Palo. In today's episode, we start with Amalia and Loena Williams of the Tweed Byron Aboriginal Land Council, discussing a priority weed control project the two organisations are collaborating on, on Gudgeonborough land in the Tweed. This project is a good example of a collaboration because the funding was specifically available for land care networks. You know, they're the only organisations that could apply. And I suppose Tweed Landcare, as an organisation, has um, you know a lot of experience delivering restoration projects and priority weed projects and things like that. And I suppose we saw it as an opportunity to work with the land council to address one of the priority weed issues on on some of your land, which was which was bitter bush. And so obviously, um, being able to work with the Land Council Rangers at South Kingy and at Fingal has been a really good opportunity and a good a good collaboration. Yeah. I think part of the working together stuff is like identifying the the skill set that people are bringing mm. to to the project. Um, and some of that is informal skills, you know, and cultural knowledge which people are learning, you know, they've learned over their lifetime. And I think that's important that, um, that that's been recognised too in these spaces. It's a good opportunity to, I guess, for that ed- educational element uh, from the Aboriginal community to people like local land services or whoever else and land care. Yeah. But you, so, so it's a, I guess it's a, um, it's a sharing of that mm. knowledge and experience. Yeah, recognising <coughs> what land care can bring to the table and what in this instance the land council can bring to the table and obviously Mudge McGolgan as well yeah the, the project wouldn't have been possible without recognizing the different absolutely um well formal and informal skills that everyone was bringing yeah. to yeah. to the table yeah and also encouraging um I guess if there's spaces for new new ways of doing things mm. and you know like allowing these young guys to come through or even people, uh, you know, Shane's, you know, he's been a leader in this space for a long time, to allow them a little bit of creativity um, if they think there's a better ways to do it so they can influence the rule makers and the, and the funding people that we can do this a little bit differently. We don't have to, and we don't really want to fit a set mould um, because for our country, we do things the way we do it here. Yeah. I think that probably leads nicely into other things that we've talked about possibly doing in the future, which is, you know, looking for opportunities um, to apply cultural burning and um, other practices to country. And so I think that's something that we'll definitely be working on together in the future. Absolutely. 
and we've got relationships with people like Real Fire Services and um, Fire and Rescue as well that we've had for a long time. So it's, it's almost like a lot of the relationship building that went on, you know, 10, 20, 30 years ago is now coming to fruition mm. because the mindset's starting to shift. Uh, I know I keep going back to the people who make the rules up and, and design the programs, but their mindset's starting to shift because we're educating about the cultural practices, the frameworks and the principles that um, are a part of that, which is something that um, one of our groups, Bunarm teaches. It's really important because it sort of gives a bit of a foundation to understand why we do it, things the way we do it. And it's also, you know, there's a lot of elders' knowledge and skills that's not captured because it's not learned in an institution and it gets missed. But for us, that is our institution of learning. And to mix those together, as you said, working together, collaboration, sharing of knowledge is paramount to the success of whatever project we're running. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Rangers from the Tweed Byron Aboriginal Land Council and Mudjama Golgan Community Association are working to control Bitu Bush of Finglehead and Kingscliff. We met at Kingscliff to talk to Shane Ivey, Tom Burns and Banam Slab about their experience working with land care on Aboriginal land. Do you mind, Shane, just talking a bit about Mudjama Golgan and how you operate and how long yeah, well, the organisation's been running? Mudjama Golgan's a um, community association. We're incorporated. Um, we've been going for nearly all well, over 15 years. Um, we were part of a um, Commonwealth employment strategy from the government for, for the early years. And then once that closed down to working on country groups in remote areas, we started contracting and we grew, not grew, but I suppose we had 12 participants at our biggest, but now we've only got five. So that's because just the, the climate of how funding is, it comes and goes. Um, we've worked in really close with land councils, with the Tweed Byron Land Council. We've mentored for the other three or four land councils around the area, even with Tweed Byron, um, when they needed us. Um, but yeah, we work in with council, local government council, um, parks, national parks, private landholders, yeah. other organisations that you know, they get donations handed to them and they want work done in bushland areas as well, so. And just to touch on a bit about the mentoring, like obviously you've done a lot of mentoring over the time. Yeah. And you think that's like a good model for, um, I suppose, you know, providing new um, opportunities, especially if it's partnered with the natural area restoration course. You've come down with the boys, Bunham and Tom, that are learning mm. to have an Indigenous mentor as well mm. to, to help in that aspect, I think it's really great because yeah. then, then they feel at ease when they get work, you know, working and you know, I reckon that's, that's goes a long way. It's a really big help. Mm. Yeah. That was definitely something that Lawina and I discussed when we were planning the project. You know, rather than having another Bush Regen crew from the Tweed coming, it would yeah. be better to have Shane yeah. come up yeah, and, it's much better. and be the mentor. Especially because of the focus of the project and yeah. just because it's, yeah. yeah. And it's coming from the angle of we have a cultural obligation to look after the place and yeah. Shane has that same responsibility as us. So it's good, like, we're in, like, yeah. working together. like Working together, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this site was obviously identified as a priority for Bitty Bush Control. Um, and so when the priority weed funding came out through local land services, we discussed this site. It has, you know, 
quite a bit of literal rainforest in certain areas, which is, you know, a fairly endangered community. Um, I think last time I counted, there's only like 1% of it left in the east coast of Australia. Um, so, and it's always been a big target for us that do regen on the coast is to try and encourage more literal rainforest and this is a prime area for it you know it's it's just where it should be mm. so that's what we're aiming for is to restore some of these areas back to native conditions mm. and obviously on the other side of the road there we've got the nice mangrove fringed creek yeah 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 so it plays a pretty important role you know like all up and down the coast had been sand mined. Yep, from from Cabarita to Kingscliff would have been sand mined. There's only certain pockets that weren't. So I'd say down the back near the creek was one part that mightn't have been sand mined, and certain bits up in here. So it's in some areas it's, it's remnant literal rainforest, but in others it's just been wiped out. This project has given Landcare, the Land Council and Mudger McGolgan an opportunity to partner for environmental outcomes on Aboriginal land, providing a step in the right direction for all involved. If you're interested in learning more about Aboriginal land management or partnering with a local Aboriginal organisation, contact your nearest Land Council. You can find out who that is on the Aboriginal Land Council website at alc.org.au. You can also locate your nearest North Coast Landcare group by visiting the Landcare Gateway or by contacting your nearest local land services office on 1300 795 299. This podcast is jointly funded through North Coast Local Land Services and the Australian Government's National Land Care Programme.